Jackson Dart could win the quarterback competition in the next scrimmage. You won't hear it from Wayne Kiffin. You won't hear it from the media. But that doesn't mean it wouldn't happen. And it doesn't mean it's not the best situation for the football team. We'll explain why. This is the Locked On Ole Miss podcast. You are Locked On Ole Miss. Your daily podcast on the Ole Miss Rebels. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, welcome to the Locked On Ole Miss podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Willis. You can see it right there. You can follow me at the Stephen Willis on Twitter. We're on TikTok at Locked On Ole Miss. Give us a follow there as well. We do videos other than this on that um, platform as well. Also, thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts, and that includes YouTube. So subscribe to the YouTube channel, hit the bell for notifications of new videos being released, and, of course, upvote the video itself. We would appreciate it. Anyway, this is kind of a weird in the middle of thing because I was thinking, and all of the experience and things that I have, I was thinking... What is the best case scenario for Ole Miss? Not for Jackson Dart, not for Luke Altmeyer, not for even Lane Kiffin. What is the best result for this football team? And how do we get there? And my opinion is Jackson Dart needs to come out in scrimmage number two with his hair on fire and light it up again. That is the way I view this. Because there's... Several issues on this football team. There's a lot of stuff. The quarterback competition gets all the headlines, and it should. But until that quarterback competition is decided, there's a lot of questions and issues that cannot be fixed. So for Ole Miss to get as high as we want Ole Miss to get, it needs this quarterback situation to be resolved as quickly as possible. Now, Lane Kiffin needs to make sure he makes the right decision and he needs to trust his conviction. He knows more about quarterback play than all of us probably combined. But from the outside looking in, this is my judgment. Completely opinion-based. But, you know, I used to have an office in that Manning Center before it was the Manning Center. I spent 10 years in the national media working for Yahoo!, I worked in local media at WSMV in Nashville. I've been around news gathering for most of my adult life. And I've seen these storylines develop. If Jackson Dart wins the job, hammers the theory, proves he can handle it, all the questions are answered after the second scrimmage. Like I said, it will not be answered by Lane Kiffin. It will not be answered by subscription services. Why? Because Lane Kiffin needs Troy not to know, and subscription services need this competition to be a competition to sell subscriptions. This has been a very lucrative thing. I've had nearly 100 subscribers in the last week. This quarterback competition is a big, big deal amongst the fan base and nationally. I think that's another part that people don't even realize. The national interest in this quarterback race. And Jackson Dart coming through with scrimmage number one, which 
let's just be honest. If he had had a mess scrimmage and Luke Altmaier would have put up those same numbers, it would have been difficult. It would have been hard. Um, because the chance of this being muddied all the way into the start of the season was definitely there. That's the reason scrimmage one was viewed as so important by so many people. There was a lot of things that could have happened poorly with a meh scrimmage from Luke Altmaier and Jackson Dart going into scrimmage two. Can you imagine the pressure that would have been on scrimmage two then? And if it would have been another mess scrimmage, you're like, oh, now you're done because scrimmage number three is a mock game. And I've explained what a mock game is. It's, it's football with everything but the plays. It's all about organization. It's all about the operation of the team. It's not really a true scrimmage. There's pretty much only two true scrimmages. Maybe they might add a scrimmage that you don't find out about, but it would have been a difficult situation. And the chance of it just going completely wrong would have been completely there. Now, like I told you, and I've told you all week, Jackson Dart has not won this job yet. Anybody that claims that he won the job, they're just kind of wishful thinking at this point. Anybody that claims that Luke Altmaier is even in the competition after one scrimmage when everybody saw things also has another agenda. Like I said, this quarterback competition sells subscriptions. It is extremely lucrative. There are people that you hear from that is going to break news and the head coach, and they have these motives to do the same thing for different reasons. It does not behoove Lane Kiffin to tell you who the starting quarterback is on August 16th, on August 17th. You should probably find that out at the earliest on September 2nd. If not, when the first quarterback takes the first snap in the Troy game. We're, we're fine with that. And you're not going to hear it differently from the subscription services because their motivation is let's keep this going as long as possible because this money train is going. Like I said, I'm not charging anything. This is all free content. I've made over 100 subscribers in a week to the point where I'm looking at maybe hitting 1750 before football season and maybe hitting 2500 by the end of football season. Those are my new goals. By next year, maybe 5,000 or beyond. This thing is growing unbelievably fast. But we're going to talk in the second segment of why naming Jackson Dart would be in Ole Miss's best interest, not publicly, not in the media, but in your head, knowing what's going on, putting Jackson Dart at number one and just kind of going. Now, another thing that nobody is talking about right now, because it doesn't fit their narrative and they need the quarterback competition to go. The quarterback competition needs to go on because Ole Miss hasn't started school yet. Several places have not started school yet. Which means, if Luke Altmaier would be named, um, named the number two today, he could transfer almost immediately. 
he could go down to heck Southern Miss or any other places and play immediately. It would have been a be a similar situation um, as far as a rival as Jeremiah Masoli, but he could do that. So it's another motivating factor to extend this competition as long as possible. Now, in this episode, you're like, Steve, why are you telling me all the reasons that people could extend this competition? It's because, for what I'm telling you, is reasons to extend this competition beyond what actually is happening on the field. It's all about outside motives and all about ulterior motives. All of this is important to know about this competition. This has been a real competition. Don't let anybody tell you any differently. This has been a real competition. The one promise that we had when we all expected from Jackson Dart when he got here, though, kind of showed out in scrimmage number one. Now, what will happen in scrimmage number two, I do not know. Nobody knows what's going on. But if Jackson Dart has another scrimmage like he had in scrimmage one, this thing's over. All she wrote, there's not another opportunity like these two scrimmages to do it again. The season will be here. Now, I expect maybe Luke Altmaier might play. They might do some political things to try and keep Luke Altmaier on campus because that is important. Although, the Kincaid Dent has done a decent job as a backup, and I think he would be a decent backup. But that transfer possibility is something that people need to keep an eye on. And, ex- and that is why another reason why this quarterback competition race is going to, going to go at least past classes starting at Ole Miss, potentially past the drop ad date, if we're going to be real. So it should be fun. Now, whenever we come back, I'm going to tell you why this quarterback case needs to be over. It needs to be done um, at least internally. It doesn't matter what the media is saying. It doesn't matter what Lane's saying outwardly. But it needs to be done internally. And I will explain exactly why that needs to be. You're hanging out with some friends and putting back a few drinks and a few becomes too many. As the evening comes to an end and people start to head, a- head out, you think of calling for a ride? Nah, you live nearby. You can make it home okay. It's no big deal. What are the odds that you'll get pulled over anyway? And even so, what's the worst that could happen? Your insurance goes up, you lose your license, you lose your job, total your car, you could kill someone. Everyone knows the risk of driving drunk. The results are tragic and often deadly. However, that doesn't stop everyone from getting behind the wheel while under the influence. That's why police officers are there right now looking for impaired drivers on our roads to save lives. So if you think you're okay to drive after a few drinks, think again. Play it safe. Plan ahead to get a ride. It only takes one mistake to change your life or someone else's forever. Drive sober or get pulled over. All right, thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast, including iTunes and Spotify. Do not forget to rate and review us there. Give us a five-star review. You can say whatever you want to say. Just make sure it's a five-star review if you don't mind. That'll help others find the show as well and make it 
searchable as we're going through this massive growth phase right now. Now, in the first segment, we talked about basically how Jackson Dart could win the job after scrimmage two and potentially should. Now we're going to tell you why. This team is a team full of newcomers, which means it's basically playing eight-way tug-of-war. You know, there's people pulling the rope in all directions, people coming from all different situations, and people bringing their experiences to Ole Miss. There's not really anybody that is dominating with the line the Ole Miss way. This is how we do things, things like that. So when you have a Jalen Robinson, I don't know if there's any issue with these guys. I'm just using them as as an example. When you have a Jalen Robinson, when you have a Zach Evans, when you have a Ulysses Bentley, when you have a Malik Keith, all of those guys are skill position guys that last year was either getting the ball from a different quarterback or catching passes from a different quarterback. So the timing is going to be different between Luke Altmeyer and Jackson Dart and whoever is out there at quarterback. We are reaching the point to where they need to be on the same page with someone. And they can't really, they can't adjust fully. Like you might catch us from passes from Jackson Dart and Luke Altmaier and all that until one is named. You need to know who that QB1 is. You need to know that. You need to rally around it. That will help the leadership chasm on this team as well because the weight that is carried by somebody with the title QB1 is a benefit, but none of this can go on happen while the quarterback competition is underway. Just can't because of the weight that QB one position um, has. Chemistry with receivers, running backs, tight ends. Um, although he, um, Jackson Dart probably has chemistry with Michael Trigg, just because they've worked out the longest. But there are others that need to get on the train, and. It cannot be handled until the quarterback competition is done. So for Ole Miss to reach the um, heights that Ole Miss needs to reach, or we want Ole Miss to reach, let's say another 10-2, and things like that, just a hyper-successful season, this quarterback competition needs to be over. Because the chemistry stuff, that you do have a little bit of break in the first part of the season to get them right, any earlier bit helps. It's at the point where after scrimmage number two, if they don't name, if you named a guy and if you didn't name a guy, it would probably mean a game's difference on the schedule. Instead of nine and three, you're looking at eight and four. Instead of eight and four, you're looking at seven and five. It's probably worth the game's difference at that point. And I understand that Ole Miss is not supposed to, let's say, compete until next year. I understand that everything on this team is built towards next year. Let's not throw the baby out with the bathwater this year. This can be a hyper-talented, really good team. It just can. Bunch of good-looking guys. Bunch of hyper-talented guys. Let's make decisions to put them in the best position to win. That's what I want us to do. Now, like I said, Lane Kiffin will not let a single one of us know who won this job. Not until potentially Troy. 
whenever the quarterback goes out for the first snap against the Trojans. The media is not going to even speculate a winner in this competition because they need it to sell subscriptions. The longer this goes on, the better for them. But understand this, okay? I am not, I'm not indebted to anybody. Not the SID, not the coaches, not anybody. Completely independent news source. It's a free website. So I can say basically what's on my mind. Any takes that I might have, I can say to you. Now, it's not me reporting. We don't report. That's not what we do. We are Sports Talk Radio. We are completely independent and fun. We are what is something that is interesting to the Ole Miss fan base. That is what we are. What Ole Miss fans are talking about, that's what we try to talk about. That's the reason over the last six months, I bet you we've done 150 shows about the quarterback competition. I bet you that is absolutely the case. With only taking short breaks for the College World Series and, you know, a little bit else maybe. But the quarterback competition has completely dominated the issue um, that we've been talking about for weeks. And it's really cool. It's, it's a whole lot of fun. And we're going to talk about the quarterback competition some more in segment three. Um, if technology doesn't get it, I haven't recorded the interview yet. Um, but Bill Flowers, we're planning on him coming here and being on today's show in segment number three. But, you know, technology can always jump up and get you. But, guys, this is fun. We should have fun. And in doing so, this will be better for most everybody. But my take that I did today is that Jackson Dart can win the starting um, quarterbacking job, in my opinion, in scrimmage number two. My second take is that Ole Miss would be better off if he did. Anyway, Bill Flowers right after this. All right, thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. So do us a favor, subscribe to the YouTube channel, which so many of you guys really are right now. Um, hit the bell for notifications, and of course, I vote the video itself. I'm here with Bill Flowers. He's going to tell us a little bit about some camp stories, maybe some stuff that he can interject on about this quarterback competition. How you doing, Bill? Doing great. Thanks for having yeah. me. Yeah, um, this show, by the way, since you probably don't know what it is, um, the the thesis of it is that Ole Miss would be better off if Jackson Dart won the scrimmage, um, won the quarterback job after the next scrimmage. And the reason I bring that up is because of all the extra stuff they need to get done that can't really get done until a quarterback is picked. Well, yeah, that would be the sooner that you can name a starter – the better that is. Um, we, we kind of alluded to it last week. You would like to see there be a clear, uh, you know, clear favorite, head above shoulders, than, you know, better than everybody else. Uh, my understanding is that uh, 
uh, Dent, you know, threw three three touchdowns and looked great on the third team, uh, you know, against the third team. I've also heard that uh, he really hasn't been given a chance to shine. And, uh, you know, as crazy as all of this sounds, you know, you've, you've got three guys that, that can play. Unfortunately, the politics are going to play into it, and Dart is going to Dart is going to have uh, the the clear front opportunity to win the job. So, to my point, if he if they cannot name him next week a clear favorite, that's not a good sign because Ole Miss is a transfer portal place, and everything's going to run through trying to make this a transfer portal destination look what look what jackson dart done look what you know just look look what our guy look what our transfer guys have done and um for the old miss uh fans that are that are hoping that that dart is you know uh is the next manning uh corral uh if he can't if he cannot just snatch us away that's that's not a that's not a great confidence sign and and uh and what you know people are hoping because uh, I just I just tell you politics do play in into things and he needs for the old Miss fans to to feel confident he needs to snatch this away from everybody and just run away with it uh, and that's what you know you hope would happen. Yeah, it, um, whenever you were in school, there might be three or four, or sometimes even five scrimmages leading up to fall camp. And there's, it seems like there's only really going to be two because the third scrimmage will be a mock game, which is everything but the plays, um, as you probably well remember. But what do you think the scrimmage is being cut down? How did that affect things? I, I think that affects a lot. I think uh, I was listening to someone talk about you know, the fact that you don't have the ability to to instill the physical nature that you want in a team during during camp, and you know, I definitely can see the truth in that. But where where the value comes in that is the ability to have a mature team that can be locked in, focused, and be efficient and effective in knowing what they need to do and take and take advantage of those opportunities. When you, you know, with that being said, you know, you're getting to play a whole bunch. You're, you have a whole bunch of snaps and you're mentally focused. You're mentally, you know, going through everything, even though you're not full speed pads and, you know, taking them to the ground, you're still able to create a mentality and you're still able to thud and and do those things uh, at, at a high uh, speed and, and to create a mentality that says this is going to be our mindset. With that being said, having a lack of of um, live fire uh, scrimmage, um, you know, that really does help. I mean, it it, it puts it puts your your quarterbacks. And much more of a a real life situation where you're really able to understand what what is their uh, um, 
what's their process going to look like in a game more so in a practice? And so um, having three quarterbacks that you're trying to figure out which one just absolutely runs away with it and not having those, those live scrimmages definitely hurts uh, everybody because you want to have as many as you can. Um, but it also uh, focuses and forces your team to be as mature as you hope they can be in order to uh, maximize every rep. And I think you're going to see, you know, probably your first two games are going to be a, a lot more rustier than, than they probably were before. And everybody says your first, your, uh, the difference between the your biggest, your biggest um, improvement is your first game to your second game. And it, that's only going to, to be even that much more exaggerated because of the lack of, of live fire scrimmages that you're going to be able to have. Yeah, um, and also talk about this, because you've seen it both ways. You saw um, Eli as an entrenched starter, and then in 2004, you saw a quarterback um, situation that was less than ideal. Yeah. What's the difference in the chemistry leading up and working with um, guys that you might not be familiar with versus working with somebody that's the dude? I would say, well, first and foremost, you, you want to be able to have a clear starter. That's what you want. And we never really had that. So you never had – everybody thought it was going to be Michael Sparlaw. Everybody thought that's who it was going to be. And – Every person on the team knew that you know, Sparlock had all the athleticism of the world, but you just really weren't sure what was going to happen when, when live fire uh, occurred. That's, that's where you want as many scrimmages as you can get. And so when we had three quarterbacks, you never really had, this is your leader. Because you just didn't know, what, you know who the general was going to be when the, when the season started and when – as the season went on. So it's kind of hard to find that, that, uh, that camaraderie. Um, you know, right now, everybody, everybody, you know, when you're in that situation, you, you just make the most of every opportunity you get. You make the, you make the most of every opportunity you have with that quarterback. You, there's, there's no, um, you know, everybody right now is Altmeyer and, uh, and Dart, you know, they're they're the, they're the starting quarterback. Um, that's 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 what the chemistry is like. It's just every each guy is a starting quarterback. So that's really where your chemistry goes. Again, there's no this is the guy. This is this is the guy that I really got to have you know uh, timing with, and he, you know this is the guy that's getting all the all the the reps at, at number one. You, you don't have that. Um, so it, it does make it different, um, more difficult to find that, that general of the field, the guy that you rally behind, um, that leader in the locker room, the leader in the huddle. Um, all those little things do, uh, do matter. And you, you tell me, I, I don't know how many quarterbacks, how many teams have won a national championship off a dual quarterback team. Uh, I don't know if, if, if any. Yeah, probably Florida when Tebow was a running quarterback, but that's a different story when Chris Leak was the guy. That, that's kind of that wasn't yeah. um, a situation where you had two quarterbacks. You just had a yeah, exactly. fullback no, essentially. That, 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 that was a that was a package. That was a mm -hmm. package deal. That was not a quarterback. This is 
this is your this is your uh, two quarterback system that you know who who knows you know I mean we had three quarterbacks and that did not work well uh, each one of them was special had their own their own strengths uh, but you know when we were talking about um, about the the receivers you know like Chris and I Chris Collins and I you know we we both left at what you know number one and number two uh, uh, receivers with catches there were times where where Chris and I would just get frustrated because we were having to alternate we were having to be taken out of the game uh, you it was hard to catch a groove it was hard to uh, like it, it was unfair like you don't see that like usually your starters are your starters and they get most of the snaps so when you have a situation where your quarterback is is not full-time quarterback and you've seen Lane say that he is not going to pull a quarterback he is not going to make a uh, a two a two quarterback system unless he absolutely has to um, and and again I think that's that's indicative of you hope that Dart can can just pull away from this so that there's not, you know, that issue in the back of everybody's mind. Um, is this is this the guy? Is this the guy that's really going to be our, our, our starter? I've got a theory that I, I've never actually proven. I'll ask a question about it. Um, QB1 is the most important leadership position on the field. But in 2001, when you had that three-headed monster, was it kind of like an eight-person tug-of-war, eight different directions, um, people were being pulled because there wasn't a consistent message? Yeah, it, it, it's never it's never good when you have, when you don't have a, a just a, this is, this is my starting quarterback. Uh, I mean, it was silly because we all knew, you know, you, you didn't have to be the brightest guy in the world to know what was going to happen. First play, you know, we're probably going to run the ball with Sparlock. Then we're going to – you didn't know if you're going to – if you're going to, you know, uh, what you're going to do on second down. But you did know on third and eight that, that Flat was going to have to throw the ball. That was a given. So uh, when you have stuff like that, people just throw their, throw their hands in the air. They're just like, okay, whatever. Um, uh when you have that guy that you know is your starting quarterback, uh, that you are going to, um, you know that, hey, this is the guy that we're going to win and we're going to lose with, um, it just makes things more uh, uh, more cohesive. Um, and I think you could probably ask anybody that has played uh, on a team when you have, you know, you know two quarterbacks – they're going for it. There's always going to be a little bit of, you know, hey, I want this guy or I want this guy. Um, and that makes it a little bit more difficult in the locker room. Um, and, and again, whenever there's politics being played in it, I, I don't care what anybody says. Um, if uh, it would, if you're a transfer coming in and you're a highly recruited transfer, you're going to get just that opportunity uh and you're it's yours to lose in, in a sense because they want the perception to be this is the place where we want transfers to come it's gonna be really hard for us to recruit 
the top you know five stars out of high school because we can't financially pay them what we can do is 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 lure them through the, the transfer portal so i think that um you know you want to see the best players play you want to see the guy that you feel there's no politics behind this he's the best player he's the best guy for this for this uh for this team and again that's why you hope that you know dark can just pull away or altmeyer pull away or or dent um i mean i I've, I've heard from multiple people that dent really hasn't been given opportunity um because you know he just wasn't he, he wasn't the, the high profile guy that that altmeyer was and obviously not the guy that uh um that dart is and so uh you you, you again you want to see one guy just just walk away with it and when you when you don't have that it makes it makes things a little bit more uneasy of who's going to be our leader yeah um also before i let you go um this really has nothing to do with this camp but i was not really concerned about the result of it what was it like playing football in laramie wyoming so i didn't get to play that game Uh, oh i uh i had a last i had a a deep bruised kidney uh i had i I was uh, I was out that game. Uh, I, was, oh. I was actually in the ho- I was I think I had just gotten out of the hospital. I was in the hospital for like a week uh, with a uh, severely bruised. They thought it was a lacerated kidney. Um, okay. And so I, I didn't I didn't get to go out there. Oh okay. Did did anybody say anything about that game um, after the fact? No, I think they I think that it, everybody said you're lucky you didn't go on that uh, that trip because I heard they had. They got stuck on the tarmac for hours in Denver or something like that. Uh, like, yeah, that, that, that would have been pretty brutal. But, you know, it, I think they were pretty disappointed. I think they lost the game. Uh, yeah. I think it was uh, – my recollection was is that, you know, when you go out that far and you're supposed to beat somebody and you don't, it's pretty, it's pretty brutal. People don't, really don't want to talk about it. Yeah. Yeah, I was just more concerned about the thin air because that would have been the one yeah. time well, that – sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, it wouldn't, you know, with Michael uh, Sportlock, you know, I, I think it was, it was, uh, it was known that he had, he had altitude issues. So um, I'm not sure if that affected him, but you know, there's definitely players that have issues with uh, sickle cell anemia uh, that it definitely can affect them. I know Ryan Clark, who played with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, he had to sit out some games because of that. Um, it definitely can be an issue with high altitude. Yeah. Anyway, Bill Flowers joining us today. I want to let you know to get more in the SEC by making Locked On SEC your second listen every day. Chris Gordy and local experts of Locked On take you across the SEC in 30 minutes. Make Locked On SEC your second listen every day. Locked On SEC. Thank you so much, Bill. Hey, next time we talk, we'll probably be for the postgame show for Troy, but thank you for stopping by, bud. Yeah, absolutely, buddy. Thanks. All right. Bye-bye.